my professional vision statement, right, is that all students in all schools have access to high-quality outdoor environmental education in their daily school experience. You may or may not go into a career that's tied to this content, but you are going to live in a world where you have to make these decisions. And how can you be knowledgeable and productive and not just a consumer, right? How can you go out and find problems to solve or be active and support and be knowledgeable when you have to be a juror, a voter, a consumer of the products and taking in and living in your community? And how can you just be active and knowledgeable and make the right choices? Good morning, Montgomery County, and welcome to the OPL podcast with MCIU. My name is Brandon Langer, and I'm the Director of Innovation and Strategic Partnerships at Montgomery County Intermediate Unit, IU23. And today we are continuing our podcast series in Season 5 with an awesome discussion about environmental literacy and where we're headed as a IU, as an educational you know landscape, and how we're evolving this topic with our students and in our school system. So I'm joined today by two terrific members of the Office of Organizational and Professional Learning and I'll let them introduce themselves. Hi, everyone. Stephanie Schwab, STEM Program Administrator. Hi, my name is Erin McCool, and I am the Environmental Mobile Unit Facilitator and Operator. Thank you both for joining me today. I know there's a lot going on in this space, and I thought it'd be good to kind of kick off today with setting the stage for listeners that maybe haven't been involved with education in the science STEM realm that know about these changes that are coming. So my first question is, as part of the new standard steels coming down the pike, we, we hear this term environmental literacy and sustainability. It's a part of the standards. But how is this really different than where we've been with past environmental or ecology standards? What's the change look like and what does it mean for how we're moving forward? Yeah, so the new environmental literacy and sustainability domain of steels is really exciting. Um, What we've done is we've taken what was in the past a a lot of concepts around environmental science and ecology, and now we have a set of uh, a domain in our standards that is integrated. And so we're really engaging students in authentic, real-world issues that they are exploring across many different curricular areas. So when we think about environmental literacy, I like to define it as the intersection of human systems and natural systems. And so students are able to navigate these complex environmental challenges in the world and thinking from many different perspectives, from a human perspective, from a science and an engineering perspective. And the domain that we have created for STEELS allows ample opportunities for students to explore real-world sustainability issues and um, build the skills and the knowledge and the connection to the environment to make change. So is that just an extension of life science or is there something more to that? So we think about life, uh, when I think about life science, it's, you know, understanding how nature systems work, how natural systems work and really science-based. When we think about environmental literacy, we're taking that knowledge of environment and ecology and then how do we apply that, right? So for example, in southeastern Pennsylvania, we have had many issues with natural disasters. When you think about flooding, we had a tornado. How do those events happen? So what is the biology, the science? What is the, the reasons for those events happening and their impact? But then we take it a step further and we say to students, okay, let's think about the impact on on our systems, on our economy, on our public health. How do we rebuild? 
What are the decisions that we make now that are going to make us more resilient in the future? And so it's taking that life science and it's applying it into our daily lives. I also think you can add in not only the life science, but the earth and space science component as well. Those standards have their own domain, but you can also see strong connections with the earth and space science and the environmental literacy and sustainability standards as well. Hmm. Right. So, Steph, as you do a lot of this work for the IU, and you've been a part of this kind of, I don't know the right word for it, but the work in developing standards and, and watching that come down the pike for a couple of years now, how do you feel where we're landing with particular environmental literacy and sustainability? Where are we landing that's going to benefit kids? What's the impact on kids going to be that might look a little different than where we've been before? I think the biggest piece for me is awareness, and that's what's changed so much for me in the trainings that I've received to be able to support this work. I notice things now that I never did before around me, and I think about how did that happen or how can I change that or what impact can I have from an environmental perspective. And the piece for me I think that's most important for our students is the work that we're trying to do is for right in their community. So what are the environmental issues right here in Montgomery County or even larger within Pennsylvania if they would like to expand beyond that? So it gives them an awareness that environment's not just walking out into the forest. And I'm in the environment now, it's everything that's around me impact is impacted by the climate, uh, the weather, humans, as Aaron had mentioned before, and what's the intersection of those and how do we let them see that they can make change right in their own home or right in their own schoolyard to support the environment. Yeah, and I agree. And I think, it, like you said, it really ties what Aaron was saying about, and Aaron, you said this in some of our planning meetings for the work we've been doing together about the uh, intersection between human systems and nature systems. What do you feel? Steph just mentioned awareness is kind of a key benefit, long-term benefit to students. Do you have anything else that, that stands out to you as a long-term benefit for students? For sure. I, I mean, we know that the world is facing complex challenges. And in order to solve some of the challenges that we're facing, we think about, um, I mentioned the the natural disasters that we're seeing mm -hmm. in Montgomery County, but we could go on and on about these challenges. And they're not just science in nature. And the students today are going to be adults who are living through changes that are inevitable. Mm -hmm. And we're preparing students today with not just the career knowledge and skills, but the, the skills and the um, dispositions and the ability to make wise choices um, in the future. So when another natural disaster happens that maybe we, we don't know what that's even gonna look like, that they have the skills and knowledge to make good decisions for themselves, their future businesses, their communities, their families, and the society as a whole, really, essentially. Yeah, I think one of the ways that we, we talk about it as a global piece, even with STEM and environmental literacy, of course, falls into that as well, is you may or may not go into a career that's tied to this content, but you are going to live in a world where you have to make these decisions. And how can you be knowledgeable and productive and not just a consumer, right? How can you go out and find problems to solve or be active and support and be knowledgeable when you have to be a juror, a voter, a consumer of the products and taking in and living in your community? And how can you just be active and knowledgeable and make the right choices? Mm -hmm. I've never heard you say that, and that's awesome. Like <laughs> it, it, it's, very, it's very, very true how 
It just needs to be a, it is going to be a part of your life, whether mm -hmm. you yes. sit in a classroom or sit in a lab and do, you know, work in this field. That's, that's very different than how sometimes we look at school and the, think the wider net we can cast to help and, and enable students to see that earlier mm -hmm. in life. I used to say something similar stuff with the arts. Yeah. I know many of you are not going to play the clarinet, you know, for, for a career, but if you can be an engaged patron of the arts, that's one of my goals as an educator. Yeah. It, I feel like it echoes a similar tone to what you just said. You know, as we build awareness and as we really build capacity, it's, it's kind of what we're talking about with students and their ability to engage with this topic. We have a brand new offering coming out from MCIU, the Environmental Mobile Unit, which we are calling the EMU. Yeah. And Aaron, you mentioned, you know, this is as one of your key roles here with the IU. So can you, what can you tell us sure. about EMU? We're really excited to get it launched. Yeah, I'm super excited. This is an amazing tool that I really feel strongly is going to bolster environmental education across Montgomery County and maybe beyond in the future. Um, so we're talking about the benefits of environmental literacy and sustainability, and they are vast. But to do this work, we need to get kids outside. Um, we need teachers to get outside. Um, we need to build the skills in our teachers to do three-dimensional three learning um, and to use the outdoors as a platform for these investigations and for the projects, the action projects, and all of the things that the students are going to do within this environmental literacy and sustainability domain. And, you know, I can't emphasize enough how much of a shift this will be for teachers. I've spoken with teachers over the years who are super engaged and get their kids outside all the time. But at the same at the same tone, there's many teachers who feel anxious about taking kids outside, right? It's very different teaching kids at a stream than it is where you have four walls and you have a lot of control over what's happening. And so the mobile environmental unit is designed to support really in, in multiple ways. So we have all of the investigative materials that you can imagine that would be helpful to do a schoolyard investigation or to go out to a local park or a nature center and do investigation out there. So we're gonna have students taking data using um, different um, probes. We have pocket labs where they can collect weather data and air pollution data, but we're also doing water quality testing, soil testing, all of the, the different ways that we can look at a space. Um, and then within that, we've also developed these lessons that we will be bringing to schools that are these model lessons to show, okay, this is what this looks like, right? This is the lesson that we envision that uses these tools that is um, designed around, not aligned, but designed around the environmental literacy and sustainability domain. So with the hope that teachers will be able to use us as a resource, we can come out and design something around what they're specifically doing, or maybe they just book one of our programs that are sort of already developed and planned, and they can say, okay, let me see what this actually looks like in my school ground, so, yeah. Yep, and you mentioned one of the, I think the key benefits here just to articulate is we're coming to you. We're coming yes. to classes. We're coming to schools. We're, we're meeting in on you know parks and, and being going to be, yep. uh, this is a mobile unit. So Steph, this was piloted through a grant 
that we received, correct? Correct. We were uh, lucky to receive a Department of Educational DEP uh, protection. Department of Education Protection, Environmental Environment, Education. Department of Environmental Protection, Environmental Education Grants. It's yeah. quite yeah. a mouthful. <laughs> I wanted to just say D-E-P-E-E because yes, that's what it is that's to me, but is. that won't yeah. resonate with everyone. <laughs> yeah. um, so we received a grant um, as well as support internally from our own intermediate unit here uh, to get this up and running and to, to purchase the vehicle and to outfit it. And we're really thankful for that and looking forward to continuing to go after more grants to support this work, but it's because of the work that DEP is doing to help with environmental education that we were able to get this started as well. And what can you tell us about the vehicle? Like, in, So uh, what in we're really equipment. excited yeah. about with the vehicle uh, is that it is fully electric. Uh, we did not go with hybrid. Uh, we went with an electric, uh, full electric, that full electric. we will be yep. also modeling uh, with the van, with our trips, how you can use an electric vehicle to travel as well. So that's yep. one of the things Aaron's going to be working on. Um, we will also be outfitting it with solar panels yep. so that the electricity we need for the iPads and everything that's on it, we will be able to use. Uh, so the, we'll the, be able to pull out the solar panels when we're at a school and show students how we're using the solar panels to be able to Correct. charge these tablets and the technology that we have on the vehicle. And we're also going to have all of the things that you need to study in a stream or mm -hmm. in a meadow or a forest. So we're mm -hmm. going to have nets and field guides and, um, you know, collection cups to collect macroinvertebrates, like all of the things that you would need to do an outdoor field study. Yeah. And as we progress through with uh, starting at this level with the materials we have now, we will also be looking to incorporate more uh, instructional technology tools. So thinking about drones, how we can use them to map out spaces and look at the land around the streams that we're in. Also thinking about uh, the robots that can be submerged in water and collect data for us and other types of probes that we can use to just collect data and show how we can collect data for a meaningful purpose and then teach math uh, data collection yeah. procedures and processes through that data as well. So we're excited for the other content area connections with this because as we talk through this, there's a lot of social justice, civic engagement that comes out as well. So really looking forward to how we can also do some strong integration, uh, not only just for science classes, but for other content areas as well. 100%. Yeah. I, I actually love that because my brother-in-law does exactly what you're saying. He's a drone pilot and his he's is an environmental scientist. That's his career. Yeah. But yeah. I believe he works in insurance and I could be wrong about that. But he takes that drone and flies it into places where people can't get to, yep. to yep. survey, to evaluate if there's been a catastrophe that needs to be remediated, you know, that's really cool that you're going to be offering that because that's a real thing. That's yeah. something mm -hmm. that people do. And then he brings it to the beach and we all get to wave. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I drone. But um, no, that's really awesome that, that we're going to be branching out. You know, Aaron, I love what you're describing in terms of the hands-on activities. I love mm -hmm. what you said about expanding the classroom. And it is challenging. It cha anytime we leave our four walls, it doesn't matter what you're teaching. You're, you're out of your you know comfort you're zone. Out of and, your comfort zone. And yeah. I think that that though can be very powerful. So I think to wrap up, I'm just kind of curious if either of you has a an impact statement, something you really you know through this environmental mobile unit and when EMU goes out to to work with schools and work with students, what 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 are you hoping the impact you're going to see in those type of experiences? Yeah. Well, I think you know I often talk about my my professional vision statement. Right? Is that 
all students in all schools have access to high quality outdoor environmental education in their daily school experience. And we see pockets of that happening, but my goal and my vision is that it becomes the norm in mm -hmm. schools um, across our region. So. And I'd like to see the impact of students going home excited to share what they did that day and wanting to take their parents out to the space where they were and explore even further or show their siblings or their cousins or someone else and being able to take that knowledge and expand it to others as well, that they were so excited and enjoyed it so much that they want to tell someone else about it. Well, it doesn't get any better than that. Thank you both for sitting down talking us through this. I know we're going to continue these conversations about environmental literacy and sustainability as we start to look at, you know, we get the email out in spaces. We're going to be capturing that and sharing it with our IU community. We'd like to sit and talk about partners one day. There's a lot going on in this space, but thank you for the rundown and thank for your time this morning. Thank, Thank you. you. All right. Thank you. For those that are listening, this may be your first podcast. We do have a number of ways that you can interact with us online. We have the MCIU Learning Network at learn.mciu.org. It's an open platform for anyone to access. We also invite you to follow us on any social media network at MCIU Learns or at, M at the Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. There's a lot going on across all those channels, and we look forward to pushing out more content as the year moves on. And we wish everybody a happy fall. Thank you.